I acknowledge that I live, work, and play on the shared and unceded traditional territories of the Semiamu First Nation. The Semiamu people have been stewards of this land since time immemorial. We are returning to Unfinished Business from episodes 40 and 41 about getting things done. They had a lot packed into them, so we ran out of time to figure out what works for you. It's too easy when we have ADHD to skip, jump ahead, forget, or avoid any stages needed to do things. We benefit from reminding ourselves to include each step. And today, we're starting with preparation. Welcome to the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle. I'm your host, Moira Maven, a woman, mom, educator, and I have late diagnosed ADHD. The more I know about my ADHD, the easier life is to make different decisions, ones that are more ADHD friendly. This is the place to practice getting rid of guilt or shame and spend more time with our strengths and passions. I want to share all of this with you. For show notes, including next steps, resources, and articles on this topic, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. One of my favorite terms as an educator is creating the stage for success. It's another way to say prepare well. I prefer this version as it includes considering what is possible around someone to promote their success. And it's not exclusively on one person's shoulders. It's the opposite of being set up to fail, and it can work wonders. The phrase also brings to mind an actual theater stage, at least for me, with many people behind the scenes working together to ensure the show is a success. A theater company is interdependent and multifaceted. Multiple things happen before, during, and after the actors show up to help them be their best. So we can use that idea to determine how to set our stage for success. Before we even start, what has the potential to increase our ease and success? We can create the stage for success in three parts. Defining what preparation involves, understanding and including personally motivating elements, and adapting the environment to increase its ability to work for you. It will take time and effort, but applying similar ideas to different situations is one payoff. I talk more about slowing down to speed up in episode 40. When I got to the editing stage of this episode, I threw on a playlist described as chill hip-hop beats from around the world. To quote Mary Poppins, it's the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. The music qualifies both as a motivator and an environmental adaptation, especially since I've discovered that I prefer sounds from my earbuds to many speakers. Being curious can take us down some interesting roads. It's a small thing, but appreciating small things and giving them to myself increases my happiness and comfort. Win, win, win. The first stage to preparation. What are your thoughts on preparing for things? Is it a necessary evil? A way we get sidetracked? Or do you get stuck there? Is there part that you just prefer to miss? Sometimes I just want to show up and start. I probably fit into all of these for different reasons at different times. So what to do? Well, to devise means to invent a procedure or system. How to prepare. Sometimes what we prepare can turn into a routine, like going out or making a meal. Each of us will differ in how much detail in our preferences for capturing what's involved. 
An example that just popped into my mind is my desire to bake croissants from scratch a second time. I remember it as a detailed, lengthy, specific, unfamiliar task, but oh so tasty. I know I wrote tips on the recipe. The next time, I would also like to take a picture of the kitchen counter after I have all the supplies prepped, but before I start. A photo of what the setup looks like would be quick, easy, and so helpful in the future, as long as I can remember and find it easily. So I've talked a lot about my struggles with writing, and I now use a detailed step-by-step process for each episode. It's written down for when I forget or when the day is more challenging. I also use it to check if I'm on track and what to do next. First, I set it up by capturing what I was doing, using speech-to-text and post-its, anything that made it easy. Next, on a different day, when I wasn't trying to do an episode, I came up with an order to do things. I need to tweak it as I go, and it's working. Remember, I focus on what I do to set the stage for success. It does take time to consider by walking through what we need to accomplish something trying to see what we might otherwise overlook. It can increase the feeling of, I'll never get started. Two things that help me with that. One, the belief that I'm investing in myself. Two, I have done this enough times to know I won't get stuck at the preparation stage either. It's an unexpected boost to trusting my judgment. One last note about preparation. Check that your goal post is reachable. If this is your first episode on the topic, or you haven't heard the ones that came before, episodes from the second half of season two are about what gets in the way of task initiation, perseverance, and completion with ADHD. An essential second factor in setting the stage for success is tapping into what motivates us to get and keep going. First is understanding that many long held common beliefs about motivation and the power of incentives simply don't work very well with ADHD. There are multiple reasons why the neurotypical approach doesn't work for us. For one, waiting until afterward means any benefit arrives too late. Due to our neurobiology, ADHD brains function differently, and we benefit from more consistent and personalized motivators. To increase motivation, part of preparing includes figuring out what options there are before, during, and after to make any task more accessible. I dedicated episode 37, the one about dopamenus, to really focus on that idea. It's an ongoing process, finding ways to include more happiness, joy, and ease as an integral part of the mundane, complex, or necessary. It varies in what I need, when, and how much. Sometimes I need a more significant investment in myself ahead of time. For others, I need more refueling as a midway boost. How I am and what I need in the middle is a considerable obstacle, especially with longer or more complicated tasks. The pattern I am more familiar with is hyperfocusing to my detriment. When I hyperfocus for too long, the cost is too high, reducing my capacity more and for longer. So much so that it's part of what I call the after effect of doing something. And I'll get into that next episode. To get through a longer or more challenging task without needing a massive chunk of recovery, emotional, physical, or mental, 
requires that I separate it into small enough chunks that leave me some fuel in my tank. Figuring this out is part of setting the stage. Looking ahead to anticipate how and where to chunk what I am doing. Creating pausing or stopping points ahead of time. Thinking about how to pause. And then having some sort of motivator or relief ready. I have to make it as easy as possible to stop. So while I'm working on pacing and stamina during tasks, I also include having rewards, motivators, relief ready. It might be some free range time to do whatever I want, watching a show, going outside, buying something that's on my shopping list, or taking time to myself. Whatever it is, it has to be possible, sustainable, and valuable to you. Going through this process for my writing has helped me to remove obstacles ahead of time or to have options when they appear. That way, my ADHD doesn't keep me from what I want to do. My load is lessened and it's easier to get my backside in the chair. Each stage is clearly defined with what I need to do if things are going well and what to do when they are not. I hear in my head, I'm in the messy middle now. It's going to feel like crap. It's going to feel awkward, but it will get better. Trust. This process has helped shift vague and uncomfortable tasks into becoming straightforward and possible ones. I still need reminders of that, but the evidence becomes undeniable as it works more often. We've almost set our stage for success, defining what preparation involves, and considering what motivates us. Now it's time to consider how to adapt our environment. To prepare for something, big or small, long or short, let's consider what elements are in our control to change. How can we have more of what we need, where and when we need it? For example, I recently saw a new allergy doctor. As I waited in the exam room, thankfully not for too long, I took in the setup. While it was Spartan, it was highly functional. On the desk was everything I imagined might be needed. Computer, printer, stapler, extra paper, training inhalers, and EpiPens. Next to the sink was a small utility cart stocked with the supplies to conduct the regular allergy skin prick tests. There was a stack of paper listing all the possible allergy tests. When my testing was complete, it took seconds to draw a line through the allergens I wasn't tested for, an X marks beside the ones without a reaction, and a big circle around the ones that I did react to. It took so little time and effort at that moment, and I've referred to it numerous times. How often do we walk out of an appointment or meeting unable or worried that we won't remember important information? It was made so easy, and all the work was done in setting the stage. If I were that doctor, Part of what would motivate me to do that would be knowing that it would make my day easier and it was helpful to both my patient and me. On my way out, I saw another exam room set up just the same as the one I had used. Having two exam rooms fitted out the same, including a computer and printer in each, is an added cost up front, but it also reduces the cost to capacity while doing the job. My doctor was setting the stage for success at the point of performance, the place and time we do something. 
the point of performance is a really important concept when we think about setting the stage for success. Have what we need where and when we need it decreases challenges and increases success. Having what we need can just make our life easier. For example, I have two toothbrushes in use, one in each bathroom. That way, it doesn't matter where I end up when it's time to brush my teeth. However, what it does is improve my health because it increases my nighttime brushing. I'll admit I struggle at the point of performance when I need some sort of office supply and one of my darling children borrow my stapler, scissors, or tape, never to return them. I can spend a lot of time looking for them. And at the same time, I have rising frustration and annoyance, and my chances of getting sidetracked increase too. That is why today, both my teens got their first pair of adult size scissors. If they have what they need at their point of performance, they will be less likely to go after my stuff. If I haven't said this already, I've always given my kids office supplies as part of their gifts. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Setting up your environment doesn't only mean having multiples. For example, an ADHD brain I know was working on making her space easier for herself and didn't want to have to remember where things went. So she adapted an idea familiar to her from working with props. In stage setting, tape is used on and around the stage to show the correct position for set pieces, furnitures, and even actors. Backstage, it is also used to keep props organized. My friend used small pieces of tape on her desk to show where she wanted things to be. It made setting up, cleaning up, and maintaining her space easier and left executive functioning available for other things. Spend time to set up your environment at the point of performance ahead of time. It doesn't have to be permanent changes either. Remember that photo I wanted to remind me on how to set up for baking croissants? That's an example of setting up my environment at the point of performance. There are multiple ways we can consider these. For those of us who like to get lost in our heads, we could spend time thinking about how to make a point of performance better when we're in the shower, before we go to sleep, or when we wake up in the morning. I can lose those ideas in the midst of sleep or forgetfulness, so having a way to capture our thoughts is once again a factor here. We could even make ourselves a beverage of choice when we're not rushed or likely to get distracted and mull it over. If I can, I like to wander around the spot with a pen and post-it notes and capture my ideas. We can think about what tools, supplies, or equipments do we need? What's required here that we may forget? Would it be easier or helpful to have extras, refills, any charging supplies? I just replaced the batteries in my recorder, and thankfully, I had some right beside me in my desk as some extras. Does anything require storage or clearing of space? How is your mood or energy likely to be impacted by the physical space? Its vibe, lighting, temperature, location? Do we also need to consider potential distractions and ways to limit them? What about managing hyperfocus? supporting taking breaks, and disengaging before we're there for too long. And even though we may want to change it all now, what is within reach? And what do we want to work towards? As the saying goes, what will give the most bang for your buck 
to accomplish what you want. It's clear by now that there's a lot involved in getting things done. Putting thought, time, and effort into how we prepare can increase our ease and success in accomplishing what we want. Okay, you've done the hard work by staying to the end. Your reward? Here are the main takeaways from today's episode. Number one, what is needed to prepare can vary from simple to complex, depending on what it is we want to do. From short things to developing procedures or routines. Each of us will also differ in the amount of detail we want to capture. Number two, due to our neurobiology, ADHD brains function differently, and accepting that we benefit from more consistent and personalized motivators is an essential step towards helping us prepare. Number three, this one is so important, it's kind of a repeat. Since we don't have a just do it button, preparation includes learning what we can access and value as incentives for any part of a task to use before we need it. Number four, we decrease challenges and increase our success when we prepare to have what we need or what will help us at the point of performance, the place and time we do something. Thank you for joining me today. If you like this episode, tune in again. And if you know someone who will be inspired or encouraged by listening to the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle, please share this. You can find the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle on your favorite podcast player. So go ahead and take a moment to subscribe right now to make sure you'll never miss an episode. Follow the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle on Facebook and Instagram for lighthearted expressions of life with ADHD alongside ideas and resources. To support me or the podcast, check out Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ADHD Friendly Lifestyle for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and a one hour live question and answer Ask Me Anything each month for every Patreon supporter. At the $25 and $50 levels, you'll be invited to monthly group coaching sessions and more. Looking for other great ADHD podcasts? Two to have on your playlist are ADHD Essentials, hosted by Brendan Mahan and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Kerb. Brendan covers many topics related to parenting and family life with ADHD. Will focuses on tools, tips, and insights that always inspire. Happy listening. I'll be back again with you on the next one.